after I ran my first half marathon, I remember saying to you and my mom and the girls were young, I was like, I am never doing, doing this again. again. It was awful. I would rather have another baby. I remember saying that. Yeah. And then I signed up for a couple more halves and set a goal time. And, and then now I set the goal to run the marathon. And I said, I will never do that again. You're listening to the 2120 Podcast where two guys have one conversation about people and things that inspire us, things we've learned in business and in leadership, and things that entertain and amuse us. And we talk about it with you for 20 minutes. Now here's Matt and myself, Jim. Booyah. (laughs) Booyah, she says. (laughs) All right, we're going to do something different today. Uh, No Jim, but we do have Danielle, my wonderful wife. And the reason we have her here today is because on Saturday, we drove to Madison, Wisconsin um, to be there for Sunday, which was Danielle's first marathon. Uh, we left <clears throat> We left uh, afternoon, got there, and it was right after the Wisconsin-Northwestern game, so there was people everywhere. We had to go to the convention center, which there was people everywhere. Uh, everybody was masked up because that was a requirement, which I didn't know that was a thing in Wisconsin right anymore, but it still is. Got registered, went back to the hotel, got a good night's sleep, and then literally the next morning we went to the start line. Weather was, in my opinion, miserable. It was 35 degrees, uh, snow. There was snow on the ground when we woke up that morning. Um, it rained throughout the day. It was very, very windy. Um, and according to Danielle, a lot of hills. The second half. The second half, a lot of hills. <laughs> so let's let's. I, I, it intrigues me because I think a, a marathon is something that only few really accomplish because it's it is such a big big thing. Twenty six point two miles. Um, I enjoy twenty six point two miles on a bike. I do not enjoy twenty six point two miles running on the the pavement and obviously you're the big runner i'm the big cyclist so that's that's what's different about us but you started training for this when um well i started adding miles back in like last april may because i do not like running in the cold in winter um and then june to july i really picked up my miles i think i i added it up yesterday from June until right before I ran the marathon, I have like 350 miles in. Which is awesome. That was a lot of training miles. Yeah, for sure. So you wanted to accomplish this before you turned 40 and then COVID hit and that kind of screwed things up. Um, but you accomplished it at 41. So still like right there. Um, obviously it is a, it was a bucket list item. It's checked now and there'll, there'll be something else. But, um, why did, you, why did you pick Madison, Wisconsin in November? Well, I started adding miles on every couple of weeks. And I ran a couple of half marathons, like in my training, and I was feeling good. So then the next week I did 14. The next week I did 16 and just kind of added it on. And I just decided, you know what, if I'm going to do it, it's got to be this fall because I'm going to lose that mileage over the winter because I hate running in winter. So I looked up marathons in the Midwest in fall. 
first one that popped up was the last weekend of September, which is in the Quad Cities. So really like two hours away. Right. Super close. Um, my, obviously my mom lives there. We wouldn't have to stay in a hotel. I've ran that half, but there was no way training wise I would be ready you for make it. it. Sure. And we had soccer, lots yep. and lots of soccer. The second one that popped up was Des Moines, which I've also ran that half marathon. Which two hours away. Close. It's in October. It was state cup week for Addy. Can't do it. Hayden had soccer. Yeah, it just didn't work. With the dates. So the third one that popped up was Madison. Guess what? Addie's done with club soccer. Hayden's done with soccer. It's on a Sunday. No one's going to have an activity that they were going to miss. So I by, by like, default that it turned into. Yeah, I signed up. Madison, Wisconsin, November in the snow. 14th and it was freezing. So, which is fine, whatever. I mean, obviously if your training would have been different throughout the year, it may have made things different, but like you're always going to have three girls that we have to, you know, figure out what their life's going to look like. Plus me, plus you. And no, it, it all worked out. It was, um, you know, I haven't been to Madison for a long time, so it was good to go back there and, and see that. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful city. Um, so race day gets here and we wake up early in the morning, getting the girls going and you had your, your plan, I would guess, as far as based on weather, what you're going to wear. Mm-hmm. Do you think you nailed the outfit? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the first half of the marathon, like I got hot because we were, it was beautiful. We were running through trails, fall leaves. We were not out in the open. And so the wind was pretty minimal. I ended up getting pretty warm. I think I saw you guys at Mile 10. Mile 10, and I ditched my gloves, which I later regretted. Wanted those gloves back. (laughs) Yes, I did. Yeah, so you were obviously, you had tights, you had the jacket, you had the headband, you had all the, you know, the definitely the outdoor colder weather gear. That Mm -hmm. was my biggest worry. Like, you know, being a a cyclist, like I ride in cold weather too, like you do get hot. And then like when you want to throw something away, like you can't just throw it to the side of the street. Cause it's a freaking 26.2 mile course. Mm-hmm. Plus with the way the course was laid out too, there was only a couple spots that we could physically get to you without having to drive and, and leave. So, you know, when we looked at the map, it was mile 10. Um, and then it was basically start and finish because you guys went basically outside of town and then came back. Oh yeah. We went through Madison, like through the, the Wisconsin campus, which is beautiful. Saw their soccer facility, their football field, I think lacrosse field. I mean, it's a beautiful campus. And then we ran alongside the lake there. Beautiful homes. Um, it, it was a really, it was a good route. Oh, for sure. So we we found parking in a good spot downtown. Uh, made it easy. It was probably a, you know, a five-minute walk to the start line, which so, so it was close. Um, the roads in medicine were weird. Like it was hard to navigate some things, but we figured out where we should park it. And, you know, I think we did a good job there, but yeah, it, w- it was hard to get to spots on course because of how the course did lay out. Um, you know, we had to cut side streets and, um, but no, we saw you at mile 10. We saw you at the start. We started at the finish. So it was, it was all good. But you know, I'll tell you from the, the girls and I standpoint, we spent time in the truck Oh, for but, sure. But it was it was cold. Like we were like when we were out running around, we we were cold because it was it was it was starting to get worse. It um, got colder as the race went on, for sure. Yep, there was, was times weird. when we were walking to mile ten 
that the wind had died down. And I, I was talking to like maybe Lady and I said, man, it's actually kind of getting warm out right now. And the sun was kind of right there. Could have popped out, but it really didn't. It, it popped out right at the finish as you were coming across. Um, but uh, after we saw you at mile 10, we walked back to the truck. And then at mile 13.1, which was your halfway point, mm-hmm. we hear, because the we could hear the announcer, that the men had finished. And I just thought that was crazy. Like two hours and something, and these guys, these guys come, you know, yeah. running in. Yeah, my half was I think two oh six. Yeah, so incredible. Like these guys. I mean, obviously you you watched them, and as we were waiting the start line, and you were already getting ready to go, there was four guys that were basically sprinting past us and then jogging back, sprinting past us and then jogging back. Yeah. And the girls asked, like, like what are they doing? I said, well, those are going to be the top four four yeah, places, and three out of the four podiumed. So. Um, like you just knew that they were, that's, that was their thing. They were getting ready to go and then they, they just took off. But okay. So what I'm intrigued about is the whole, the whole brain and the mind that thing that pops in when you're running something like that, because mindset. yeah, your mindset, I would see like going into it, you were, were you nervous? I was actually, and I'm, I've never been nervous before a race cause I just go and run because I love it. Yeah. But this is a different race. This it is a twenty six point two mile race. You've done five Ks. You've done you know the the halves. Like this was your first big marathon. So yeah, so there definitely is going to be nerves there. Um, I would look at it from the standpoint of like the weather. Am I going to be good out there wearing what I'm wearing? Is that going to be a problem for me? Am I going to get too hot? Am I going to get too cold? I mean, there's there was a lot of unknowns when it came to that. Um, were you ever worried about not finishing? Not really. Like I knew I could finish like my mind and in my body. Yeah. In my body and mind, I knew I could finish. Um, I think the, the hardest thing for me was like I hit mile 15. I was still feeling great. And I don't know if it was like 17 or 18 and I lost the pacer group because we started hitting hills. And what you started the pacer group, but what was the pace you wanted to, it was 420. So four hours and 20 minutes. Yep. Um, I lost them. We started to get into hills The we were running into the wind and that's when it was sleeting and it was just like ice hitting your face. Yeah. <laughs> and so that kind of sucked. Um, but I tried to stay with them and then I thought, you know what? I'll catch back up to them. There were just too many hills. And in our small town, we don't have a lot of hills. I hate running hills. So that's probably my own fault. I yep. should have seeked out more hills for my training. Yeah. We should have looked at the elevation. when I did look at it, but that it gets confusing to me. You would be able to explain sure. it more. And yep. it, and it kind of sucked that it was the second half that it was hilly when you're, you know, you've already been running for two and a half, three hours. And I'm like, and Oh, the hard hill. part is ahead of you. And it's another hill and there's another hill. And it was like, Oh my goodness, how many more hills do we have? Yeah. Um, I really, really wanted to try to run the whole thing and not stop and walk. So when I had to make that decision to stop and walk on one of those hills, like that kind of crushed me a little bit. I was, I was upset. I was frustrated with myself. Because you didn't want to stop and walk. I didn't want to stop and walk. But you didn't stop. You just, you just slowed down and walked. No, I walked and (laughs) honestly, I was probably walking up the hill faster than I was running when I stopped because literally I was barely moving. And what mile would that have been? Well, if you go back and look at my times, you could probably see where that was, but I'm guessing it was like 19-ish. Sure. Maybe 20. I just remember seeing the sign for mile 18 and thinking, 
holy cow, I have eight miles left. Yeah. And in my head, that's about an hour and 20 minutes. Like if I was running a 10 minute mile. Yeah. And so I was like, that that's a long ways left. Yeah. We noticed that. I mean, you were, <laughs> my pace was great. It was great. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah. and the app, the, the app that we had was awesome. Like it tracked you and we knew exactly where you were and, um, you know, showing us your, your, your hour by hour pace and your two miles, your, you know, 5k, your 10k, all these different split. I mean, it was really cool to kind of see that. Um, so yeah, the girls were all on it and they were being my navigator of where she, where are you at and all that good stuff. And like in cycling, like it, when we do a century, you around like mile 70, 75 is when people start like hating life feeling it yeah they start you know oh my god i still got 25 miles to go it's still uphill it's still this and still that and that's where people like start to mentally go uh can i even do this Mm -hmm. so was there ever a time where you thought god can i can i really do this right now no because i knew i didn't really have another option like well yeah i mean you're in the middle of nowhere where am i gonna go i mean there's tons of people that could help you but at the end of the day i set the goal i was going to do it sure even if i had to walk across the finish line which i didn't thankfully yep um there was like two miles left and well first off i just want to say all the like first responders all the policemen they were everywhere they were everywhere directing traffic stopping traffic road closures they were phenomenal Every single one of them were like, you're doing a great job. Keep going. And like, I made sure to thank all of them when I ran yep. by because they're out there in the freezing cold standing there for six hours. Cause you know, the course was open for six hours. Um, that they, they did a great job, but I hit, I had like two miles left and, uh, some lady that I don't even know started running beside me. She's like, you can do it. You, you have two miles left. It's downhill. You've got this. Come on. And I was like, you know what? I can't do this. I got two miles. I can run two miles. Yeah. So funny. it's just like a random person. Funny you say that because when we went to watch you at mile 10, there was a woman, a small little petite thing that was running next to another girl. And you could just, they were, she was like talking to her and, you know, she was explaining to her where she was at in the race. She's doing a great job. That was one of our pacers for the 420 group. There were three of them. But she wasn't, she didn't have like the yellow shirt on. Oh. It was weird. Like it was just a, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if I even saw a bib number on her to be fair. So maybe she was a spectator. Yeah. But she was basically, she ran, so we saw them, her, her and this girl run by and you hear motivating her and saying, you got this, you're going to be fine. You're at mile this and it's, it's going to start getting easier around the corner and all this stuff. And then you see her run the other direction. So she, she ran back down the hill. So I don't know if she was just out there just helping, in, people. helping people that that needed help, which was, I mean, that's freaking genius if that's the case. Because sometimes like those those miles, you need someone just to get in your head and tell you that you're going to be fine and you're going to be able to make it. And like she was that angel of the day, you know, doing it because right. you could tell that the girl that was running with her, like she was looking defeated and she was pouring into her, giving her extra motivation to, to get going. So, that. you know, sometimes... You know, for you, you needed that a little bit. You needed that encouragement that, yep, you got this. You've worked so hard. You can make this happen. Just keep going. Don't stop. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, is after I ran my first ha- half marathon, I remember saying to you and my mom and the girls were young, I was like, I am never doing, doing this, this again. again. It was awful. I would rather have another baby. I remember saying that. Yeah. And then I signed up for a couple more halves and set a goal time. And, and then now I set the goal to run the marathon. And I said, I will never do that again, but I don't know. Maybe if the weather's different. I, yeah. I think that plays a major role. Like if, <laughs> you know, I was talking to someone and 
they were saying like, oh, Disney has these awesome like marathons where they do stuff where it's fun. There's characters all over the place and it's a whole different mindset. Like that may be something different where the weather is warm or warmer, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it's not 25 mile an hour wind gusts at times. I mean, it got times where it was blowing really, really good. And I was thinking, oh my God, like where's she at? There was times where the wind was behind you, you know, and I'm sure it was like, that was like awesome for you. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, there was also a lot of times where the wind was in your face and then you had the, the rain, you know, sleet mixed to that, which makes things miserable. And, um, no, it's so we were watching and we saw you coming in. So then Addie gets on her phone and FaceTimes your mom and Kyle and, you know, everybody's watching and I'm, I'm looking at it going, man, like she should be here right now just based on the app. Mm -hmm. And then the app started to glitch and basically show us that you were ahead and then you were behind and then you were ahead and then you were behind. So it was just a wacky thing. But, the the race finished up to uphill. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. So like Eddie and I are looking at it and we're going, oh my God, like she's going to have to run uphill. And it wasn't a, really? it was just a gradual incline going up. So it wasn't anything terrible, but I'm thinking like 26.2 miles. Everybody, everybody jokes about it's, you know, 26 miles. And then there's that point too, that really gets you at the end. Cause people mm-hmm. think it's, it's over. And, um, you weren't coming and you weren't coming. And I'm watching the app and I'm like, okay, where in the hell is she at? Like, is something wrong? Did, did she have to stop? And, and then finally, like we see you come around the corner <laughs> and you know, you have a very unique running style. So like you stand out, like just how, how you run. I know, I know what your, your stride looks like and you came through and uh, the announcer announces your name and you cross yeah, the line. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that was, so there was two people in that booth and you know, every, every person that crossed their name was announced unless they came in like really, really large groups where it was hard to get everybody. But yeah, as soon as they saw numbers, they were, you know, they were (laughs) reading names off and, um, you know, obviously that place was packed and then we went through the end and they were tearing the emergency blanket sheets off so people could get warm again and, uh, the food and, um, no, but once you crossed the line, what went through your head? Thank God. It's it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I just, I needed to sit down like my legs. And that was my, that was my worry. They, they had that much left. Cause I wanted to keep you moving and get you (laughs) something to eat quick and get you in the car and get you, you know, start because you know, 26.2 miles on your body nonstop for four and a half hours. Like if if it's not done right, your body could just like start to cramp and lock up and then it's a bad deal. And that's something I wanted was then we spend two and a half hours in a car together and you're freaking cramping and it's, it's miserable. So you know, you wanted to sit down and obviously like I'd let you sit down and then I grabbed you and pulled you back up. We started walking again, but, um, yeah, I don't think until the next day you were pretty sore. Yeah. And that kind of surprised me. And I was a little frustrated because my whole body hurt that well, even waking up in the middle of the night, my whole body hurt. And I was just thinking to myself, okay, that was six miles longer than my longest training run. Like that's not really that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. Like why does my whole body hurt? Um, and I was talking to one of my friends who was a runner and, you know, we were talking about the weather conditions and she said, I bet your muscles were so tense for four and a half hours that that's why your body was oh, so sure. sore. So I'm finally, what, what is it? Day four, day five. I was going to get up and run yesterday and I decided I should probably give my body a little bit longer time to recover because my quads, and my hamstrings are still pretty sore. But other than that, you feel good. I do. And I didn't take anything this morning. So. So what's next? I don't know. 
I don't nothing, know. Nothing on the calendar? Nope, nothing on the calendar. But you're going to continue to keep running. Oh, yeah, yeah. So are you going to keep running distance? Are you going to yeah, just I'd do like what kind of your sweet spot? Well, so you know I did all those half marathons. Yeah. And I came in in an hour and 50-some minutes, and my goal was to get into the 40s. After running the full, I really do think that my body is more meant for, for, a, a half. for a half because like doing my training runs, like I felt great 14 miles, 15 miles. And then my body really kind of started to ache running mm-hmm. and, but running a half, I'm like, Oh, I got this. This is easy. And the last like true half that I did, I don't know, it was maybe like a month ago. I sent the, the time to you. I was right at two hours and that's yeah. the fastest that I have ran a half in years. And so I'm like, well, I could probably knock 10 more minutes off that and get in the forties. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously with anything, you got to just, you have to keep going and, you know, that's the goal. Set the goal and go hit it and yeah, figure it gotta out. Yeah, work for it. So if we'll wrap up here, but if you were going to give someone in your position prior that wants to run a marathon advice because they're, they've, they've booked it, they're on the edge of, you know, like I had to do this now. What are you going to tell them? Just go for it. I mean, if you have to walk, you walk. Just make it to the finish line. Yeah, just finish. Like as long as you put in the time that it takes to train, you're going to be fine. If you do not put that time in. Oh, that's with anything. Yeah, like, like if you don't, don't train. Don't sign up. Yeah, you, you don't just, unless you're a, just a, a physical beast and you can just show up and just do something because you're that good a shape, then sure. But most people aren't. Most people have to put the hours in, the training in, and then, you know, the steps of adding miles and doing that stuff. So when 26.2 miles comes around, you're there at the end finishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't put the time in, if you don't put the effort of, you know, fig, trying to figure out the game plan at 13 miles, you're at, you're quitting. Cause it's, you're, you're just you're miserable. Done. Yeah. Because a couple of years ago I would have said, Oh my gosh, 13 miles is a long ways to run. Yeah. But now in my head, I'm like, Oh, that's easy. I can go and do that. And that's, so maybe that's why I want to set that goal. Yeah, time no. goal. I'm competitive with myself. I, I will say that the there was a lot of people at the end saying, I will never do that again. So that's kind of a pretty common theme <laughs> after a, a 26.2 mile running race. So no, I, I was, the girls and I were very impressed. Obviously uh, the conditions were insane. Um, you know, I've, I've ridden my bike in conditions like that and it, it's miserable. It really is. So, you know, for you to be able to get out of your own head and be able to push through and, um, I think a lot of it, you know, because you are so stubborn at things sometimes like you knew you had to finish. Uh, but no, the girls and I were super impressed, you know, like, uh, at work the last two days, everybody's asking how, how you doing, how, how the race go. And, um, you know, I explained to them like, yeah, man, it sucked. Like for us, it sucked. Like we were, we were, yeah, the know. girls and I were freezing. I know I felt so bad, You should, but you shouldn't have, but like we were fine, but like we were just so impressed that you were out there for four and a half hours in the conditions running the race and you finished and you did, you had an amazing time. So know that the the girls and I were pretty happy for you. Yeah. Well, I appreciated you guys. All right. Well, let's wrap up there. I'm Matt. I'm Danielle. We will see you next time. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the 2120 podcast. Hey everyone, this is Jim and Matt and I want to ask you for a favor. If you've gotten something out of these conversations, if you've been entertained, or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve, 
then the best way to pay us back is to like this podcast, give us a review, and let others know about it. And that will help fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content. We'll see you next time.